let me ask you, do you move well, eat well, and sleep well? Do you feel that modern medicine is looking out for your best interests? Do you know how to take care of your body so you can stay pain-free and in the activities you love? Do you know what options you have? If not, that's a problem, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Trevor Folter, and welcome to the Green Bay Health Project Podcast. Green Bay Health Project podcast is sponsored by Movement Performance and Rehabilitation, where we help the athletes and active adults move better, perform better, stay pain-free, and in the sports and activities that they love. We do this by focusing on their movement and optimizing their mobility, stability, and strength. Your body is your greatest tool, and when you move better, you feel better, and you thrive. So head to movementgb.com, that's M-V-M-T-G-B.com, to learn how we can help you stay active and pain-free for life. What's going on, guys? It's Trevor with another episode of the Green Bay Health Project podcast. And today we are talking with Timberland Frischborn, a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Mouthful, but the F is awesome. Um, so we'll talk more about that. But uh, Timberland, like, I appreciate you taking time out sit down and talk today yeah thank you for having me we got together uh that was a couple of weeks ago now wasn't it like mm-hmm. are we looking yeah. at two weeks yeah probably something like that yeah geez yeah good conversation with uh you and adam and what you guys are doing it was like man you got a dope story let's get you on here <laughs> as long as you're comfortable with it <laughs> but uh why don't you tell us a little bit more um about your background and sure. we'll, well that's gonna I mean, honestly, paved the path for probably the rest of the conversation. That is very true. Yeah, <laughs> my, my background paved the path for my career for yeah. sure. Um, so I was when I was kind of prepping for today, I was like, "How much should I should I share?" But I feel like I need question, to share. Right? I feel like I need to share the whole story to get like the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. So I won't go all the way back to the beginning, but we'll start like with my high school years. So <laughs> it's pretty far back. <laughs> um, anyhow. Um, when did you so, graduate? Uh, 2008. Yeah, see, nah, I was 06, so I got confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, actually, early high school years, um, my younger sister, she was eight at the time, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Um, and anybody who knows or has had like a family member struggle through illness of any kind, you know that that, ha- that puts a lot of stress on the family. So I had, um, you know, two parents, my family, you know, they're still together to this day. Um, and then I have uh, an older brother, a younger sister, and then another younger brother. But anyhow, my younger sister was the one that got diagnosed with a brain tumor. So all throughout high school, we were, you know, trips to Children's Hospital in Milwaukee, and we were local here in Green Bay, actually a little bit north of Green Bay, so it was a long trip. Probably at one point, I remember we were there once a week for an entire summer because it was just like problem after problem, um, just putting out fire after fire, surgery. I mean, I think she had 10 separate brain surgeries before the age of 15. Yeah, it was insane. It was a very stressful time. In it already a very stressful time of life for an individual, right? Like high school, that's pretty big, yeah. pretty big deal for like an introverted individual like me <laughs> already. <laughs> so um, a lot of stress. That's kind of like the you know moral of the story there. A lot of stress. Um, 
And during this time, um, that's when I really started to see some different symptoms pop up for myself. Um, I, you know, in high school, like most girls, unless they're, you know, getting their period earlier, got my period. Um, that came on with a lot of, like, hormonal issues that I didn't understand. Um, I missed, I think, my junior year of school. I missed, like, the the least amount of time to like still grab, like still make it to the next because I was just sick all the time. I had stomach aches. Um, anytime I got my cycle, I got my period, I would, I would stay home for days because I couldn't even like get up off the bathroom floor. I was just in a lot of chronic pain. Didn't understand it. Um, and then on top of that, that's when I started to see a lot of digestive issues. Um, I noticed the digestive issues when I was a little bit younger. Like I, I, like, so before all of, like, the dairy-free, like, different alternatives that existed, I think there was only soy milk at the time, and I don't even know if our local stores really even had it as an option, but I noticed that milk, like, didn't agree with my stomach, like, as a kid, so I would eat my cereal with water. How weird. How is that? I know. It's super weird. It's super weird. So I would, like, put, like, a splash of, because my parents always bought whole milk. Sure. I put, like, a splash of whole milk just to make it white, and then I'd be like, okay, we're good. But I'd get less of a stomach ache from it. And, like, at that time, as a kid, I, like, wasn't putting two, two, two and two together. Like, I, you know, I didn't do that until I was an right. adult. So, anyhow, um, so fast forward, I make it through high school. I kind of, this is where I start to notice, like, food is affecting, well, mostly just my digestive issues. Um, dairy, I noticed, obviously, you know, I noticed that younger was a culprit. Um, I noticed that if I had, like, your typical school lunches that were, like, cheese heavy like pizza or you know a hamburger with cheese whatever it might be um I would have more digestive issues that day so I started to kind of stay away from those things as much as possible but also it's hard especially like um if that's all that's offered mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean there wasn't a whole lot of alternatives um back then um so I just did my best I kind of started to notice but the thing was I went to my doctor I so I started going to my doctor and kind of telling them my issues and um, they ra- they always ran, like, the typical blood work, and they kind of were just like, hey, we don't see, you know, you're, you're healthy. <laughs> um, we don't see any issues. Your, your blood work is normal. Um, so just, you know, do your best. They tried, I mean, there were several times that they tried to give me, like, an anti-anxiety just because of, like, my home situation and all that. But anyhow, um, so, yeah, wasn't getting a whole lot, lot of help from my doctor. And every time I brought up food or, you know, you know, feeling like there might be a correlation, they kind of just dismissed me and moved on to the next thing. So that wasn't great either. So um, I kind of just did my best, started playing with food here and there and kind of just figuring out, like, how to feel good. It was it was challenging. But anyhow, um, early adult life, so, like, between 20 and 21, that's when I really, like, started to read some books and, like, dive into, like, okay, something's wrong with me. And at this point, we had kind of reached, with my sister's diagnosis, we had kind of exhausted all of our options in the medical um, field. You know, like everything that they could do for my sister, they had already done. And so they kind of just said, we're going to do our best to keep her, you know, alive at that point. Her quality of life wasn't great. Um, She had to be carried most places. And at that point, that was the summer that, she was in and out of Trinity's Hospital by ambulance every week to just, just get some pressure relief from her brain because, like, things were crazy. Um, so at this point, my mom and I actually started to research, like, holistic options because we're, like, desperate to help this, I think, 
I think she's like 12, 13 or 14, something like that at wow. the time. And we're like desperate. We're like, okay, what are we going to do? Juice cleanses, you know, you know, all these different like <laughs> different detoxes, Gerson theory, like you name it. We read about it. We tried it, you know, and honestly, it just kind of turned into like this yo-yo dieting with my sister, with my mom, with I kind of just trying like grasping at straws, trying to like do whatever we could to help her. Um, and eventually, um, in my research and in my readings and things like that, um, I mean, anything, like we went vegan, we did, we did all the things, <laughs> we did all the things. Um, uh, anyhow, at one point I met a, um, I met a chiropractor, uh, and I actually was his nanny for a couple of years. That's how I met him. He was ukulele. Um, I was like 21 at the time. Um, I was actually pursuing a career uh, to become a registered dietitian because I was very interested in food and all that because I had learned that it was affecting me and I wanted to know more. Um, so I met this chiropractor. He had kind of like a different approach to healthcare in general. Chiropractors do. They're very nervous system focused. Um, however, this particular chiropractor um, wasn't content with just like the chiropractic adjustment. He was, he kind of, he saw things differently and he said there's more taxing the nervous system than just you know a subluxation which is a fancy word for like a chiropractic misalignment so um, I started to learn some things from him about inflammation in the body um, in his clinic uh, and I was fascinated and we got my sister on a protocol through you know his clinic and she um, started to thrive she started to um, be able to walk on her own. She started to get energy back. And um, she, I mean, it was just like night and day difference. And all we did at that point with her was change her diet, like mm -hmm. actually get her on like a sustainable plan. Um, we did food allergy testing. That's really popular now, but it wasn't back then. Um, and so just, I think like 21 different food allergies, they're the IgG response, um, which is different than like your anaphylactic response. So removing those and kind of just reducing inflammation in her body did a whole world of difference and allowed her, like her nervous system to kind of relax and her body to start functioning again, because her body was on fire, right? Like she was in and out of the hospital. She was, you know, um, surgery after surgery, she needed, her body needed a break. So that's kind of what we gave her at that point. Um, and then I did some different things too. I was like, okay, this is helping my sister. I'm gonna get my food allergies tested and I saw some relief, um, but uh, I didn't see enough relief from just my food allergies being tested. I still kinda, I felt like there was more um, just removing like, you know, you know, gluten or like wheat or eggs, I believe was one of my food allergies. Everybody. And then I had, yeah, and then I had like a ton of vegetables because I was like into nutrition, you guys. So like I was eating vegetables every day. I was allergic to like kale, lettuce. Same. Yeah, I was yeah. <laughs> cauliflower, carrots, um, like all the healthy foods. I was like, I can't eat a vegetable. Like I can't <laughs> touch a vegetable right now. So anyways, um, I removed the food allergies and started incorporating other foods in that I don't normally eat. And I still felt, I didn't feel great. I still felt like I had digestive issues. I, I did, I did feel better, um, but I didn't feel like I still was like, there's something off. Um, so anyhow, um, I ended up working for this, um, this company for several years. Um, that's actually when, um, I worked in the clinic, like kind of on patient coordinator side. And then I went to school, I finished school while I was there and got certified as a nutritional therapy practitioner, which is more of a holistic, um, 
avenue when you want to go into the nutrition and practice nutrition versus the RD, which is more uh, medical, clinical, and the hospital setting. Um, and I knew I didn't want to do that because um, that route had failed me personally. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go in this route that was serving me. Um, and I think at that point, no, I will say at that point when I got my, you know, when I, I got my title and I learned about how the body functions, how you know the nervous system affects your body, how di- like the digestive digestive system is supposed to function, how your hormones are supposed to function, how blood sugar regulation plays a key, basically how everything is connected and how it all matters and how everything in our world is working against us. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. Sometimes that's how it feels. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that's how it feels, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Especially in this day and age where we're like, go, go, go all the time. Um, People are getting burnt out. Even if they're doing all the healthy things, they're still feeling like garbage because they're so stressed out. Um, but anyhow, this is really when my this is when my health changed because I started to like connect food and the gut and food and my blood sugar and food and my hormones and not only just food but lifestyle, right? Like so I keep mentioning like stress in the nervous system. So it's not just food, it's not just, you know, a subluxation, it's also mental stress. It's you know, um, I had some formative years in my childhood where I had a significant amount of mental stress a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety, um, and, you know, your brain is still forming. And so I I formed neural pathways that made me a very anxious adult. (laughs) So um, that's been an aspect of my healing journey is kind of figuring out how to rewire my brain to be a little less anxious, to be a lot less anxious, actually, because I am uh, Enneagram six, and for any of you who are familiar with the Enneagram, um, it's a lot of worry. It's a lot of like predicting bad situations, yeah. right? It's a lot of um, worst case scenario, that kind of a thing. So I'm um, the same. I'm with yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it's a lot of rewiring that, um, which uh, I'll talk about a little bit later. But anyhow, um, really just learning how the body is supposed to function and how we can support it is when my when my health changed. And that's actually what I'm passionate about sharing with other people uh, because I've been to practitioners, I've been to doctors, I've been to chiropractors, I've been to nutritionists, where they all tell me what to do. And I do it, and it works for a little while, and then I start to feel like garbage again, and I'm like, why? And I'm frustrated, I'm left feeling frustrated and defeated. Um, For me, it was, it really just clicked when I understood why I was doing it, (laughs) you know, like just... Uh, and for a lot of people, you want to understand why, especially in the, this world of information that we have, like where you can just hop on Google and find out anything. You want to know why, right? You need to be bought in. So um, so that's what I'm passionate about is not only telling people what to do to, you know, help their, their hormone health or help them through, like, digestive struggles, which both are very related, um, is educating them how the digestive system works and then what in our, you know, day-to-day life is working against that the optimal, you know, function. So, like, if you suffer with, you know, bloating after meals or heartburn, indigestion, if you have irregular bowel movements, whether that's, like, loose stools, you're going all the time, which that was me, by the way. I'm not shy about talking about bowel movements. It's important. Um, That was me. But then there's the polar opposite where, like, there are some people who don't go poop for, like, four or five days, sometimes over a week. Um, 
I tell all my clients, like, if you're not pooping twice a day, you're constipated. Like, that is one of, like, your vital signs. That's one of my, like, that's a vital sign in my opinion. Like, you need to be pooping twice a day. What goes in you needs to be coming out of you. Otherwise, what happens is there becomes stagnation in your gut. And then, you know, little critters like yeast, bacteria, parasites can hang out in there and create inflammation. So things that aren't even food-related, you know, can cause inflammation in that gut, too. Um, And then there's blood sugar regulation, which in a perfect world where we don't have any stress and we're eating, you know, you know, good organic quality foods and all of that, blood sugar reg- regulation isn't that big of a deal. But when you are in chronic stress mode, like when you are, like, you know, your body's on fire, you're, you know, whether you have PCOS, thyroid issues, um, digestive issues, whatever it is, balancing your blood sugar is so important because you can, you can literally not eat sugar at all, zero sugar in your diet. And I'm talking carbs, like you can be on keto, whatever, but your stress can give you a sugar response. <laughs> um, your body will make sugar. Um, it, it, it just, there's so many different ways it can. So understanding blood sugar and then how to like keep it stable so that your body's not making that insulin chronically um, and it's able to, you know, bounce back when it does. Um, and then hormones. So women love to talk about hormones. They like to from what I've seen, and I've even been this person, they almost feel like a victim to their hormones, like, oh, my hormones, or in my period, or my hot flashes, or like, you know, I can't do anything about it, I don't know what to do. But what I like to tell people are hormones, like, they're always secondary, first of all. So they are not a root cause. A lot of practitioners think about hormones as like, they're the root cause and take the supplement and all they're doing is when they give you herbs for your hormones all they're doing is trying to relieve your you know hormonal symptoms temporarily but they're not really fixing the problem because hormones are basically your report card so how are you taking care of your body how is your body functioning how are your stress levels how's your diet um and if you if you get a, a hold of those things then things like your period don't have to be painful and menopause doesn't have to be you know, this crazy time of life where you feel like you're, you know, a completely different person, right? Like hot flashes, mood swings, like that's not normal, that's abnormal. And so understanding um, what is normal and then how to achieve that through like your diet and lifestyle. And it's really not that far out of reach. (laughs) It really isn't. It's like once you like understand uh, the few things that are working against you um, in your diet, you know, right? The, one of the major, you know, things is just the over-industrialization of our food. Yeah. Um, we don't have, I mean, like, if something has been processed in a facility, they cut a lot of corners. They're trying to save money. This is an industry, right? They're trying bottom dollar, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's not the best quality food. So you can evaluate your diet and look at all the things you're eating that are from a package, that's one really quick thing that you can do to kind of clean up your diet. Eat more like whole foods, right? Like did this grow on a tree, in the ground? Um, you know, is this a good quality animal protein? Um, that's that's one thing, right? Like it's kind of sometimes when I'm explaining, you know, going through like the nutrition recommendations, I'm like, well, you just common sense. Just eat real food. <laughs> right. Just eat the real food and think. put away the, the fake food because right. that's what it is. Um well, fake food is convenient. Like it's quick and easy. Yeah. I mean, it's on every corner. Yeah. You know, and like and like kind of what you said before. Like everybody's, it's go go go. So yeah. it's just convenient. 
Yeah, but it's convenient, and it's what we're used to. Right. It's, like, so programmed in our mind to, like, not even eat breakfast at home and just swing through a drive through on the way to work. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when I talk about rewiring the mind and how that's been, like, a really big piece of my health journey, it's also, like, a big piece of the client work that I do. It's, like, you have to think differently. <laughs> you have to stop. You have to say no to those old habits, and you have to start to build new habits, and it's hard work, and it takes time, and you can't expect perfection. Um, I'm also, I like to identify as a, like an ex-perfectionist, uh, <laughs> or like a, a past perfectionist, because if you expect to, if you expect perfection in yourself, um, or, you know, in anything, really, you're, you're going to fail, because you can't, it can't be perfect. If it's a perfect plan you can't follow, then it's not a good plan. It's not the right plan. Um, so, um, so yeah, you want to just you know keep going, keep moving forward, and eventually it gets easier because your brain, your brain is designed to heal just like your body is. Um, it's fascinating. I've been stud- doing a lot more studying about the brain lately, and it's just I had an aha moment the other day. I was like, so I believe the body is designed to heal if we just get out of the way, right? If we mm. support it and it starts to heal, um, our brain is the same way. Like if we stop filling our mind of like full of the junk, like full of the, you know, whether it's the news, right, the negative news that's on TV every day, or it's the, you know, negative opinions you're reading on Facebook, or maybe it's just like some thoughts that you have on a regular basis. If you, if you say no to those things and you start intentionally filling your mind with positive things and Maybe it's a podcast like yours, right? <laughs> Listening to daily something positive, or um, going to church, or you know, reading uh, uh, like some kind of book that's gonna uplift you, and surrounding yourself with friends. Eventually, your brain will start to create those positive um, neurotransmitters that go along with that because it's designed. The brain is so powerful. Anyways, now I'm getting off on a tangent. No, I, I love know. it. <laughs> I love um, tangents. I love going <laughs> off. Like this is awesome. Yeah. So. Um, so I guess that kind of lands me to where I'm at today. Um, I now have my own practice, and I work with clients one-on-one, and the, our focus is um, we initially will go over like a like a, a health questionnaire, right? So like I, I check in on like if you're a cycling woman. I primarily work with women. I, I mean, I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. <laughs> um, I primarily work with women. Every now and then I'll work with, like, one of my husband's friends or, you know, someone's husband. But um, women, is that's kind of my bread and butter. Um, so I ask, like, those questions. Like, if you're cycling, like, what does your period look like? Or um, are you pooping every day? Or what is your energy levels? How are you sleeping? Like, all these basic things. Um, and usually the, the answers are not great. That's why they're coming to me in the first place. They're not feeling good. And then we look at, like, what they are, you know, willing to work on, right? Like, how, how motivated are you to change? And what is your history with dieting in the past? Because that's super important. If you are somebody who is, you know, gung-ho for the first two weeks and then you fall off the bandwagon, I am not probably going to put you on an intense protocol. We're going to take it slowly. We're going to dip your feet in, and we want to get comfortable with some very basic things before we get to, anyways, we just move slowly for, for some clients. But there are some clients who are just like, no, I'm just looking for the answer. You tell me what to do, and I'll do it. Um, so I kind of, you know, gauge um, 
where that individual is at, and then I have protocols, you know, um, that are individualized to each person, and then we work on getting them pooping every day, <laughs> we work on getting them sleeping, and then, uh, you know, of course, we adjust dietary things and lifestyle things, and um, I just kind of do life with them for a couple months while they figure out how to support their body um, and feel better. My goal is that they don't have to work with me long term, that they learn what they need to learn to take care of their bodies and to take care of their families too. Um, and then I also have a new project. Uh, it's kind of a passion project for, you know, individuals who don't want to or don't have the budget for, you know, the one-on-one -on -one coaching or um, kind of just want to know the why behind everything that I do um, or the why behind, you know, the you know, the different recommendations that I make or what, whatever it might be, right? How the body functions. And that's my online course. It's called Gut Instincts. Uh, it is just all about, like, getting in tune with your body, right? How to listen to it. Like, symptoms are your body's way of communicating with you. Um, so there's a lot of education on, like, those things that I briefly mentioned in the world that are working against us. And then what you can do instead, but also how to reintroduce those things and kind of pay pay attention to how your specific body responds to those things and you can decide what you want to let back in and what you want to keep out so it's kind of like a there's three phases and there is like a dietary component in the online course so we'll go into like function of the digestive system so like you'll know everything that I know on a very um, easy to learn and digest level um, about digestion, blood sugar regulation, your hormones, like proper function, and then how to support them. Um, I address sleep and movement, how to move your body. Um, and then there's a three-phase dietary protocol. Essentially, the first phase, it's very, it's modeled after the work I do with my clients. The first phase is reducing stress in the body. So eliminating the foods that are causing stress to your, you know, digestive tract, your nervous system, um, the things that are kind of wreaking havoc on your body. And then phase two is reintroducing some of the, like, a little more inflammatory things um, or the things that some people just might be a little bit more sensitive to. Like, this is for people who have chronic digestive issues. Like, for me, there was a period of my health journey where I was even sensitive to, like, even the gluten-free grains, like rice and quinoa, like these healthy things that I can now eat and enjoy, but my, my gut couldn't handle them at one time. So we reintroduce those things for a little while and see how you respond to them, and you can decide if you want to keep them in or leave them out. And then phase three is kind of for the people who decide they want to reintroduce, you know, wheat. Um, I'm going to name a couple things for you. Wheat, dairy, um, and then about, like, about, like, um, how to properly source those things if you do reintroduce them because you know wheat you don't have not, not everybody needs to be gluten free but you should educate yourself on like the right sourcing because there are a lot of people who are growing a very inflammatory product and then there are some like more ancient forms that are easier to digest and have significantly less gluten because gluten is the thing in wheat that's you know creating the inflammation in your GI tract so so yeah, that's kind of my, my program in a nutshell. I call it an intuitive eating program, but really it's about getting to getting in tune with your body and learning how to listen to it and how to support it so that you can kind of navigate your own healing journey rather than, you know, spending thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars 
um, paying someone to tell you what to do and you just you know end up not knowing why you did it or how to continue to do it when you're not working with them anymore if that makes sense yeah for sure and I think that's like when we were talking that was like one of the big similarities we have and I think why the conversations lasted for as long as it did because you're so like about helping the person understand like the underlying reasoning behind everything and then teaching them equipping them with the tools they need to kind of Mm-hmm. take care of themselves which is i agree with you like the missing link mm-hmm. in a lot of practices yeah yeah so that's, i mean that's, super that's cool. yeah that's what i think if i were to you know say in a nutshell like what i'm the most passionate about is about educating and empowering the person mm-hmm. to do it themselves i'm not about just telling them what to do and having them crawl back to me because they couldn't sustain it or right. you know what i mean I, I really want that person to feel like they can they can do it themselves, just like I can, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just like I did it and am doing it and am able to maintain it, so can everybody else. Um, right. Yeah. Well, it's it's empowering. When when you're told to do something, first of all, I think the lack of compliance is minimal. Like, you're mm-hmm. doing it because somebody's told you to do it mm-hmm. compared to doing something that you want to do because you feel it can be beneficial to you. And then having some skin in the game, like, it it makes you follow through and then you kind of see the changes you see the progress mm-hmm. you feel different you feel better and you're like damn let's keep rolling with this like yeah, this is sure. cool because and you what you're doing for them is empowering them to learn how to take care of themselves which i think people really want to do they just don't know how to do it and that's right. why what you're doing is so important yeah thank you yeah it's so cool my dog is just freaking out <laughs> will not stop barking <laughs> um so i i have questions okay for you um obviously your your course it sounds awesome and it's mm-hmm. all surrounded by the gut or er, mm-hmm. based around the gut i guess um and like with your story your background everything you do it makes total sense as to why you got into the why you got into it and why you're doing the things you're mm-hmm. doing. like um i suffer like i deal with anxiety and stress and all that too and i know that there's a connection between the gut and the brain um so i was curious to pick your brain on that a little bit and how Mm -hmm. that all works yeah yeah for sure so inflammation in the gut so when we have chronic inflammation in the gi tract which um can happen from you know infancy to adulthood so like if you're for me i really started my healing journey when i was like 22 like, you know, and I'm now 32. So it's been about 10 years that I've been, like, going at it strong. And I feel like mm-hmm. I'm now, like, within the last four years, really seeing the fruit of the work. Because this is, right. this, I mean, it's a it's a process because your body has to heal. Because um, you have to remember it didn't it didn't happen overnight. Right. It happened over a long period of time. So it's going to so you're time. saying there's, it's going to take time? Yeah, it takes oh, time. Okay. You can't expect, <laughs> yeah, you can't expect a uh, transformation in two weeks or even three months yeah it takes it takes time you have to become patient um Mm -hmm. which is hard but anyhow that chronic inflammation in the gut so the a couple of things about our gut um it's where a lot of our immune system is located so with all all the immune um, issues running rampant it makes sense that you know we're going to have a chronic inflammatory problem in the gi um but not only that that's where our neurotransmitters are also produced Mm. um so when we have chronic inflammation in the gut, our body is not properly signaling our brain to create things like serotonin and a lot of those like feel good 
um, hormones in you know those types of things. So um, there are there's definitely a link when it comes to your mental health between like the inflammation in your gut and how your brain, how you're perceiving the world, how you're um, you know how you feel honestly because those are all those things that cause you to have happy feel good emotions um and not only that it puts stress on your nervous system um so like going back to that conversation um our nervous system you know has two has two modes well it has three but two two primary modes so we have the para the parasympathetic and the sympathetic so a lot of people hear these talked about as rest and digest and fight or flight. So fight or flight, that's kind of that you're in a stressful situation, your body will, um, you know, go to fight or flight so that you can, you know, if there's a bear, you can run away from the bear or fight the bear. Um, and, you know, after that stressful situation is over, your body should go back to rest and digest. And so the rest and digest nervous system is where your body should be when you're not chronically stressed. Um, what's happened is because of the things that we are exposed to, whether that be, you know, inflammatory foods or, um, you know, different viruses, bugs, or just, you know, lack of, uh, you know, the, like, optimal function in the body, we, we become, our nervous system becomes overstressed, overburdened, and we run in that fight or flight more often than not. So that's kind of where I talk about, like, the go, 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 um, I was just talking to my mom about this this morning because it's like it's like her thing. Like she doesn't know how to function not in the go 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 go. Did you say your mom's? My mom, yeah. My mom does the exact same thing. She does and the she's exact been same telling thing. me for the last year that she's tired. And and um, mm. so what's changed in her life? So she's been a caregiver for my grandma for her entire life. And so her a lot of her life has revolved around like what does what does her mom need? And especially in the last you know five years of my grandma's life, she was there every day, all day, because of my, my grandma's health. And so she was very much in that fight or flight on a regular basis, like every day, all day. Well, my grandma passed two years ago, and the last two years have just been like a total, like, I mean, it's been a crazy change for my mom to like, she's like, what do I do with myself? And when she finally got her body out of that chronic fight or flight, and now she's kind of functioning, you know, in that rest and digest, she she tells me she's tired and I'm like mom you're not tired you're calm <laughs> your body isn't like you have nowhere to be you're not waiting for a phone call you're not like right like you can actually sit and visit with me without having to like you know go make sure grandma's okay or whatever mm -hmm. that might be um so anyways that most people are operating that fight or flight on a regular basis um so that's a that's a portion of the program too I guess I didn't even mention because I feel like they're all tied to that is is your is your um, nervous system taxed? Like, are you in that chronic fight or flight on a regular basis? And the answer typically is yes. Most people are. Um, so we really want to work at getting you into that rest and digest. And that's kind of I mentioned to you, right? You asked me if I was nervous, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was a little nervous, but I just kind of did my my stuff to calm my body down. So like for me, I've never taken anxiety medications. While I could have, and I probably at some points should have because of how bad it was. Um, I have found like some really great techniques t to calm down that stress response in my body when I feel like it's out of control. Because mm -hmm. that's where I feel like a lot of people in America are at right now is they feel like their anxiety is out of control. Like they have no control over their rapid heart rate and their you know, racing thoughts and all of that. So something as simple as 
deep breathing. <laughs> Something like that's it's so simple and it almost you feel like it's not even like it's not even worth trying because it's too easy. Mm-hmm. But like just that I, the one thing one technique I give people is like when you find yourself all wound up about something, you're super stressed out, the kids are driving you nuts, whatever it is, you know, you got a hundred things to do to do, you know, your business, take a couple minutes and just do some like box breaths. So like you it's as simple as you breathe in for like four to six seconds, you hold it for four to six seconds, and then you exhale for four to six seconds and then you hold it down there and then you just repeat that and so I repeat that until my heart rate starts to go down until I can actually breathe normally again right so like that shallow breathing in your chest you know that also gets you breathing through your your stomach which is the ideal place to be breathing a lot of this stuff is just becoming aware of your body and like what you're doing like um and the bad habits you've formed over over your life just kind of um survive that's what we're all I mean that sounds really negative but we're all you know we're all in this environment right we're all in different environments and we have to figure out how to cope and survive with the different stresses and you know good and bad like different things that happen to us so um anyhow yeah so the nervous system that's a big piece of the puzzle as well yeah yeah it's huge and um you know I I just recorded a podcast episode about this like kind of what I do for like my stress anxiety things because um you know i i tried like uh some somebody recommended meds before i kind of really decided to inform myself and so i took them for literally three weeks and it was i mean sertraline so basically zoloft mm-hmm. super low dose but the side effects man were like instantaneous and just not worth it and yeah. it was for me at that point it was like okay how how much can I learn about this? Um, mm-hmm. And then what can I do about it? Like basically, and it's like I I have things that work for me too that I kind of keep in my toolbox. That the more consistent I am with it, the better I always feel. So like for me, I'm always I have all these ideas, and it keeps me up at night. So like I'll do like a brain dump where I just write it all yes. down. Yep. Get can, it out of your head. Yeah. 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 And I can revisit it. And go from there and then like another big thing is knowing what foods set me off because yeah. there are times where mm-hmm. i'm eating like in the past five months we've been phenomenal about it. i've been feeling good and my energy levels are better but if i eat like high sugar meals or some processed carbs i can almost guarantee you the next morning i'm gonna wake up feel foggy feel less energy and be more stressed mm-hmm. and it's like like case in point to what you were just talking about like what mm-hmm. you eat and put in your system is 100% going to dictate how you feel. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go on one quick little tangent. Have I at promise, it. I promise to be real <laughs> quick. So um, so why I'm, like, talking so much about, like, your brain. Um, so I recently um, – so I did a class called Journey to Wholeness through my church, through Life Church in Green Bay. A lot of people are familiar. Um, I did that about – three years ago now the first time and um it was super eye-opening um it kind of like it kind of I just kind of ignited a new passion in me and like even not even in just my healing journey but also able to help a lot of other women through their healing journey just understanding how much like your trauma like your like the different things that you've experienced in your life and how your brain like I said has coped in 
survived through those incident incidents, you know, without proper without proper coping mechanisms, right? So we have tendencies to respond to certain stress in our life that might not be healthy. So um, I'm actually now um, a journey to wholeness instructor. So I'm like I'm like really in this stuff quite often. Um, so, but it's it's good to like on that front, like you were talking about journaling. Um, yeah, if you're not so journaling was something that I did not like to do in early on because I was like I was also like borderline ADD. Like I couldn't sit down. <laughs> like I was like I was I was also like go 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 all the time. So like mm-hmm. writing, sitting down, and I always had so many thoughts in my head that I would like get distracted and I had to do the next thing and all. But when I finally surrendered to journaling the the cl- the mental clarity that came along with that was just like I couldn't even comprehend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a game changer um, because otherwise those thoughts are just like running around rampant in your head, right? right. Like they're just and they don't go anywhere. Well, that's um, the thing. They just yeah. get trapped. <laughs> right. Just get trapped in there. So yeah, putting them on paper. But that's a big part of the process. And even in those moments where you're feeling triggered, you know, um, emotionally. So let's say if this happens a lot in like a married like couple, right, that that relationship, Um, when you get married, you start to learn things about each other, and you start to trigger each other, and you get mad at each other, and, you know, um, maybe you're not even mad at each other, maybe you're, maybe they did or said something that just triggered something that happened to you in your past, and you're not mad at them, you're mad at that person that did that to you in your past, and you're just misunderstanding the situation, so, like, even when you have those moments to journal about what you're feeling, and figure out where it's coming from because you might not be directing it at the correct person, right? And that happens a lot in marriage. Um, uh, Adam and I, we've been married for, I think it'll be eight years this summer yeah. coming up here. Um, and about halfway through that, like four years ago, we went through some rough stuff. Like I was in the, I was in the heat of my anxiety, like even with, you know, health wellness I was like we were in a new city we were living in Milwaukee for a couple months couple years um new city I was working several jobs I um yeah it was just a very stressful time um and even with what I knew about food I still hadn't I was in school on top of that (laughs) I hadn't connected all the dots yet um so I was at the height of my anxiety and we were just like we were in a bad place and that's where you know this journey to wholeness and like all of that and kind of recognizing that we didn't hate each other we were just like two very you know wounded people who saw things differently and we had to start we had to start like fixing ourselves right fixing Mm -hmm. our own issues before we could come together and function as like a unit um so that was like a really big piece of the puzzle too so that's kind of like where that mental health brain rewiring the mind like it's a big piece of the picture for sure huge I mean, it's yeah. it's huge, and like kudos to you guys for, you know, figuring out all that stuff out because it's hard. I mean, it's it is yeah. it's a hard thing, especially when you're kind of going through your own personal stuff. Like you kind of you're looking for an outlet, and unfortunately, the person that's typically closest to you and spends the most time with you is going yeah. to be that outlet and yeah. kind of take the brunt of things. <laughs> yeah, whether it's appropriate or not, I sure. hear you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Um, that's awesome. So. You're, I, I want to. I have a couple more questions about your yeah. online course. Okay. So that involves. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to involve more than just like food, which will be the big basis of it. Yeah. But it's kind of like making things sustainable with the passion. Is yeah. Correct? Yeah. So, like I said, there's the three phases, mm-hmm. um, food-wise, and the mm-hmm. point of that is to kind of clear your palate 
get a clean slate and then reintroduce some of the foods that I know how and why they cause inflammation in the body. And then you can choose whether or not to keep them in your diet or, you know, have them, you know, it's basically just getting in tune with different foods, right? Yeah. It's kind of like and a, it's like a organized um, elimination diet, I suppose. Okay. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to say. And then like, yeah, basically you can reintroduce it, see how you feel. Yeah. And if you um, don't feel well. Just yeah. Just like you were saying, right? Yeah, and, then, right. and then understanding why. That's key, right? So instead mm-hmm. of just going crazy like, why can't I eat this food? <laughs> you're like, oh, that makes sense. And then understanding that it's not always a forever thing either. Like it might just be a season in your life where you're not tolerating it. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and then so yeah, it is the three phases. It talks all about nutrition and then you go into the food industry kind of identifying like all of the things that you should watch out for and what to do instead. There's meal, meal plans, grocery lists. Um, all that kind of stuff and then there's also like the bonus material so like yeah it's this great dietary intuitive eating plan but then there's like a module all about digestion how digestion is supposed to function right. how to um or common places that it dysfunctions right so like what causes your your acid reflux what causes your you know constipation like all those different things and then how to troubleshoot those issues on your own <laughs> like how to resolve those issues so cool. Um, using food, a lot of it's using like different food or things you can get at the grocery store or like very minimal supplementation. Um, and then likewise, blood sugar, um, understanding what it is, how it, how it works, and then how you can balance your own blood sugar and different things because it's not just food affecting your blood sugar. Um, I think that's the thing people think is like, oh, it's just sugar and I don't eat sugar, even mm-hmm. though you're eating carbs <laughs> still and you're eating, you know, like it's not just the sugar. Um, and if you, if you, honestly, if you pair your food correctly, you can still have the sugar and not have the insulin spike. As I long think as that's super interesting. Yeah. How you pair food and yep. like how it can offset some of the effects of other food. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's a, a, a portion of it and then there's the the hormonal unit which there's um one there's some videos for people who are for women who are cycling and then there are women who are in menopause right so because there's two different stories going on there for each woman so um again it will talk you through like what is normal function what's supposed to be happening what goes wrong and then how you can support with your hormones ladies it's all about your adrenal glands and adrenal glands that's your stress organ so are you running on adrenaline or are you not? <laughs> are you <laughs> like adrenal fatigue is a super hot topic, mm, but really it comes down to are you in that fight or flight nerve? Like are you stressed? Like so how are we going to relieve stress on your body um, by taking better care of it? <laughs> yeah. So um, so it really talks a lot about hormones, how to support them, different foods that you can eat to like help with your you know, like leading up to your period. I know like PMS, right? Everybody talks about PMS almost to the point where like they're like it's expected, it's normal, all of that. Um, I don't have PMS. The only time I have PMS um, is if I had a really stressful month (laughs) (laughs) or if I didn't get adjusted, uh, if I didn't go to the (laughs) chiropractor because that, um, I do need that in my life. My spine's still a little wonky. Um, But uh, yeah, so like your period is your report card. That's what I tell my clients. Mm. So like your period can be peaceful and it can be kind of just a non-event obviously you're still gonna have one right that's normal function if you don't have one that's abnormal um but it doesn't have to be a pain in your butt like it doesn't have to be this big painful event um and that's huge because like i told you like i i used to like not be able to go to the bathroom when i when i had my period when i was younger like it was so painful (laughs) it was intense 
Um, and then I go into sleep, right? Like, um, you can actually, you can preview, like if you go to my website, you can preview the sleep module. Oh, nice. um, if you want to like get a taste of what the program's kind of like, it's the smallest module. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like super um, mind blowing by any means. But again, there are there's a lot working against us when it comes to sleep and sleep oh, yeah. is important. Like that's when our body heals. It's when our adrenals heal. So if you are a night owl and you're not sleeping, you're not prioritizing it, and you're not giving your body any good. Um, and then blue light, right? We're all in front of computers oh, yeah. all day, every day, or TVs, or you know, inside buildings. Um, that inhibits your sleep, so it goes into all of that um, and kind of explains what you can do to help yourself get better sleep. <laughs> awesome, that's so cool. It sounds like such a cool thing. Yeah, it is. It's cool. Awesome. I'm excited about it. Oh yeah, it's super dope, and it's super important. People need to know that stuff. But again, like education is powerful, so that's mm -hmm. huge. It's yeah, huge. for sure. So cool. Is there uh, anything else you want us to know about yourself or what you're doing? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, we um, covered some. We, yeah, we covered a lot. I mean, if you want to know more, you can always follow my social medias and all that. Yeah, kind of stuff, what are right? those? Um, so it's all my name. So okay. I'm. You will post my name. I'll link to. Yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> I can make sure I so, link to all uh, that. So everything is Timberland Frischborn NTP. Um, cool. so that's my Instagram handle. That's my my Facebook. Um, I don't have a YouTube or anything like that, but I do have a Facebook group. If any of any of you are interested, if you can identify with what I shared about, you know, marriage and the struggles, um, it's called Wives Supporting Wives, um, and it's been really great. I run like some challenges, um, so you're welcome, husbands. I encourage <laughs> your wives to be nice to you, and <laughs> um, no, it's really good. It's uplifting, and and if nothing else, like I remember going through that season of life feeling very alone. Like, I was the only one whose marriage was failing. Um, and it was discouraging. So to hear some of the challenges from other people and kind of just feel like you're not alone is encouraging. And it's massive. Helps. Yeah. Massive. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I'll link to that, too. Like, that's cool. It's important for people to know. Um, awesome. And then, yeah, we'll make sure to – and I'll put the your website link up, too, so people can go. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Directly through that. And that's also Timberland Fresh Corn NTP. So, yeah. Perfect. And I'll spell all that out, guys. Don't worry about Perfect. it. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, well, I have a few questions for you then. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm looking forward because I feel like we could nerd out on this for quite some time. Mm -hmm. um, but first and foremost, what's your favorite health related book? Oh, yeah. I have so many. Yeah. Um, and health is uh, used loose, loosely. Yeah, loosely. Yeah. <laughs> So if you're looking for something about nutrition, um, because obviously if you've heard some of the things I've said today, I think differently about nutrition than mm -hmm. your typical nutritionist. Um, uh, Nourishing Traditions by Sally Fallon, um, just because she is kind of like, she kind of paved the way for holistic nutrition and she's um, a lot of the basic principles, like where our modern, you know, where things are, where things have gone wrong and why, how that's affected our health. Um, that's great. And then I have another one. It's called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. And I actually am just finishing this right now. And I'm like, oh, yes, I'm having a really hard time putting it down. Um, <laughs> but that one's by um, Dr. Caroline Leaf. And that kind of goes into the power of the brain and um, how it only takes 63 days to, to rewire your mind if you do it intentionally. Yeah. So like if you are somebody who struggles with chronic anxiety and ruminating thoughts that are negative, you can change it. Like I am a living, walking example of that. 
Um, and so, like, me, this book really helped me make sense of all of that. Like, really just, like, kind of put a, you know, like, cross all the T's, dot all the I's, that kind of stuff when it comes to, like, that rewiring your mind, which is something I've been doing and teaching people for so long. But this really, it was just, it was a good read. It was really awesome. I'm going to check that out. That sounds really good. I'm sure there's like something I could benefit from. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, what's your favorite health-related activity to do in the GB area? Yeah. Uh, so I love summertime in Green Bay. Um, there's so many like free outdoor activities like yoga in the park or yoga on the deck. And that's that's probably my thing in the summertime is going to find like some free yoga. I don't do yoga regularly other than like in my living room. I <laughs> you know have a subscription to something. But um, I do enjoy like getting out and connecting. And that's always tied to like farmer's market, right? All that kind of stuff. And Getting local produce, so that's what that's what I would say for sure. Nice, yeah. There's plenty of that going on right right now. It's awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, what would be a piece of advice that you'd give to somebody looking to switch their lifestyle if they're not like to any extent, if they're not happy with how they're living or feeling? Like, where can they start? What would you say? Hmm. Oh. Where can they start? Um. Have to fill up. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I would I would just start by like <laughs> just becoming aware. Like um like start looking at your pantry. Um it's alarming the amount of people that do not read labels. <laughs> or like if I like we hang out at a friend's house every Sunday and they'll like we'll just be talking about some people get real self-conscious around me suddenly about their food <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's challenging um so suddenly like they'll pull something out of the pantry and be like oh yeah there's artificial colors and flavors in here and if you didn't know those are neurotoxins like they're literally like they're messing with your brain mm. um yeah so anyways just start paying attention to like what you've been eating and then you know when you become aware of it you can't <laughs> you can't not, you know, you can't, like, you just, it kind of just starts, starts this whole, like, okay, I need to know more. Like, I didn't even realize what I was putting in my body because it's just normal, right? It's approved by the FDA, so right. it must be good for you. <laughs> no. Yep. <laughs> nice. That's good stuff. Awesome. And then you already told us about Instagram, Facebook. Again, we'll mm-hmm. be sure to link to all that, but Kimberlyn, I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is great. Awesome, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. If you would like more information about us at Movement Performance and Rehab, or information on one of our guests, or if you have a contact that would be a good guest for this podcast, please send us an email at info at mvmtgb.com. That's info at movementgb.com.